With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
And so that's going to be amazing. Uh, one of the other things is that Mercury is direct. Yay, perfect. It's in Pisces still, which gives us a great deal of psychic energy, psychic connection, and ability to really tap into um, the etheric world, be able to pierce into and gain information from esoteric sources. So I think that that's uh, also really important. And I uh, wanted to say that tonight and going into tomorrow, there's actually a pretty uh, dominant T-square, for those of you who know anything about astrology, that's three planets that are at crazy, not-so-easy angles to one another. Um, it's Aries, the sun is in opposition to Saturn, and the moon is in Capricorn, and that's all a square. And so it's really about the individual, our practical concerns, trying to balance everything about what it is that we would like to achieve with our ability to actually ground it. So it's a perfect alignment for our talk tonight, because when we talk about why is it so hard to create manifestation, why is it so difficult to be able to get in there and say, oh, I want this, poof, you know, I can just blink my eyes and it'll happen. doesn't happen like that. How come this T-square is one really adequate uh really wonderful representation of why we have that conflict because trying to balance our uh, vision with our capacity to handle the grounding of that vision and that balance that Libra is a part of it is not always easy so you know what we think we might want when we talk about Saturn we talk about how it knows really what you want from the unconscious so there are unconscious needs that we have that apparently we're not even really aware of, right? But we're manifesting them all the time. If relationships end, truly we can look back on the end of a relationship and say, it's because we wanted it to end too. Things are not thrust upon us. We're not victims of our experience, right? And the responsibility of owning what it is that we're going through is ours. I want to welcome some people into the chat room tonight. It's awesome to see you there. And I want to also let you know that you can find me on Twitter as Astro Healer. You can find me on Facebook as Dr. Craig. And if you're interested in knowing a little bit more about my private work and the work that I'm doing as an astrologer, that would be on the Internet as LAHealer.com. But enough of that. So we're going to be looking tonight at, the gr at grounding. How is it that we can take an etheric idea, a visionary idea, uh, bring it from source, which is uh, very, uh, you know, out there kind of energy. It's very diffuse. It has form, but not what you would call a physical form. It has the form of of, a, of, a, of an ether. It has the form of something that's a little more intangible than what we normally think of as manifested form, like, you know, the table in front of me or this glass of water or something like that. That is what we think of as manifested form. And how do we get from uh, the idea of uh, a, a vision of a glass of water to actually having it in front of us because the process of envisioning a glass of water and then having it in front of you so that you can drink it is the exact same process as anything that you would want to manifest in your life. So there's no difference between manifesting your dinner tonight and manifesting 
um, the love of your life, a book contract, a better job, a raise, etc., etc. There's no difference in the principle. But the, I think the, the one of the difficulties that we experience is that those things are possibly harder to manifest because we have certain blockages to manifesting them, certain beliefs about that manifestation. It's possible that, um, you know, we don't really feel we deserve that manifestation at some unconscious level. It's possible we don't even believe it's out there. Some people want to find, you know, the love of their life or whatever, and if you ask them, they, they don't really think that that person exists, some people. Some people then we go a little deeper and they don't really think that they really deserve to have it. So, you know, when when we're looking at visualization and we're looking at um, our ability to manifest, I'd like to refer to Shakti Gawain, for those of you who know a little bit about her and her work. Um, she is an absolutely awesome spirit um, who wrote a book many years ago called uh, Creative Visualization. For me, it was one of the uh, the very first um, uh, real pieces of literature that I came across that had come out that really expressed what, of course, eventually became the secret. And what Shakti said in Creative Visualization was that you have to be able to visualize what it is that you want. Obviously, it's not as easy as just visualizing what we want, or we would all be lottery winners. Um, but it, but if we don't visualize what it is that we want, if we don't do our vision board, if we don't have a specific image of what it is that we want to create, then we're completely missing out on step one. Because creative visualization is a lot like intention, and intention is going to be the very first part of manifestation and our ability to take that high up energy, that etheric energy, the energy is coming from source. It's very uh, unlimited, uh, infinitely uh, creative, infinitely powerful, infinitely manifest manifestable. How about that for a word? And that energy from source is capable of being grounded, but we must first tap into it with a visualization in order to be able to manifest. We say we want to have a glass of water on the table. Um, whether, we, whether we know it or not, we actually will visualize from the conscious or unconscious what the glass looks like, what water in the glass looks like, etc. And, and we... Um, you know, then go and pour it for ourselves, and voila, it's there in front of us. So um, manifestation begins with intention, and it begins with what uh, Shakti called creative visualization. It's a general term, but she did coin it as the title of her book, and I absolutely love it. She said that in order to be able to begin a manifestation process, three things need to be, you need to be aware of three things. Uh, the the first thing was um, that it existed. You had to believe that it existed for you know out there in the universe. If you if you if you couldn't visualize it at all in existence, then there wasn't any way for you to be able to manifest it for yourself. I think a lot of people um, can can pretty much visualize that certain things exist. 
sometimes not. You know, sometimes it kind of kind of blow, boggles the mind. You have to be able to say, you know, there are people out there who are billionaires. You know, can you imagine that that exists? Uh, I mean, I'd have to be honest and say, wow, no. Like, what does that mean? It'd be, be a billionaire. I mean, it's a little, it's a little out there, right? You, you have to say, like, does that exist? Yeah, I guess it exists. You have to be able to say, does it exist for you? If it, if you don't really see yourself having a billion dollars in the bank account, then it would be hard to say, I want to be a billionaire. <laughs> so that's number one. It has to exist for you. Number two, though, is very important, and it is that you have to believe that you deserve to have it in your life. So let's say you could say, like, oh, I do. I, vis- I, you know, I, can, I can visualize the fact that there's a billion dollars out there. Sure, there are billionaires, you know. I know a few of them. They're awesome. They, you know, they they've got a lot of money. But you know what? I just don't really see myself in that place. I don't see myself living like that. I don't see myself having that kind of wealth. It it can be from a place of deservedness. It can be just from a place of that you don't feel that that visualization actually connects to you. So we have to start examining then what is it that we're looking for because if we're asking to win the lottery, right, you want to visualize the lottery win or something like that, then how are you going to be able to manifest that at all if you can't visualize yourself as a multimillionaire or you don't think that you deserve to have it? But the third thing that I think is really integral and really important is that we have to have the grace to receive it once it arrives. And it's interesting that that needs to be in place also in order for it to arrive. You have to be able to have the grace to receive it. Otherwise, very difficult to be able to manifest. And those three things, again, come from Shakti Gawain's book called Creative Visualization. Not that I'm plugging it or anything. It's just that it came up tonight when I decided to do a topic on uh, on, on grounding. So, I um, again, I want to welcome everyone to the show. Welcome to the people who are in the chat room. It is a live call-in show, and there are readings, uh, 213-943-3395. So I welcome your calls. And um, this is the Inside Connection with Dr. Craig Morton. I like to think of the of, of our ability to manifest in an elemental way. Obviously, some of you know I wrote a book called Elemental Love Styles. It was about understanding life from a very basic elemental way. But in manifestation, the elements connect uh, in in a way where we have the source, the creative visualization, which is fire, and then we have to have our ability to communicate it, which is air. We have to have some kind of a feeling about it, which is water, and then earth has the final grounding manifestation principle, our ability to bring fire to earth. It wasn't just some metaphor, you know, when we first discovered fire. It was actually a really profound experience for us all because this was source, heat, light, and warmth coming straight down, and whoa, it was right there in front of us on the ground. So all of our manifestations, the glass of water, and you all becoming multimillionaires because I'm visualizing it for all of you, that is the same as just simply lighting a fire in your fireplace. It's got the same power, the same manifestation. It's like, whoa, because 
fire from above has come down and manifested right here in front of you on the earth. You know, it's the principle that we find in uh, many mystical paths. It's a principle that we find in Western mysticism and Eastern mysticism. It's certainly one of the uh, principal tenets behind Kabbalistic study. If you know anything about the Kabbalah, if you know anything about the Tree of Life, the Tree of Life is really describing the path of manifestation from the very high source energy in in the first, they're called Sephiroth, the ten globes that are connected. So from the number one, one, which is like the head, either the head of, you know, a, of a man or woman, or the head of God, however you want to see it, from, from that highest up place, the mind of God, the mind of uh, men and women, all the way down to the feet, which is what's on the ground. So the metaphor for uh, our manifestation in the body and our our meditation is about taking energy from that high up place and being able to bring it down and planting it on the feet on your feet on the ground. Uh, in a couple of minutes we're actually going to do a grounding meditation, so hang on for that. I have someone in the chat room, and I'm going to go uh, in the switchboard, and I'm going to go over and just say hello. Hello, it's Dr. Craig, and you're on the Inside Connection. Hello? Hello? Hi. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Good. Hey, Jay, calling from Canada. Hi, Jay. How are you? Doing good. Haven't talked to you in, in a little while. What's going on? Not too much. Not too much. I think my I think my plants are okay, but I got to talk to you regarding why is it so hard to manifest. Okay. You're talking about that. Were you earlier? You think you're, I I okay. am, and I'm going to be getting more into it as the show goes on for sure. I want to be able to talk about uh, clearing out blockages, and I want to be able to put it into a group meditation that we're going to do. But there are like a number of reasons why I could have the chat with you. There are a number of reasons why manifestation gets blocked. Certainly, any of the three things, let's say, that would be counterproductive to Shakti Gawain's information. You don't think it exists. You don't think you deserve it. Or you don't have the grace to receive it because it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't fall on you like that. So a lot of times we can't really receive that which we're not open to receiving. Mm-hmm. And um, and and certainly with some level of humility, I guess, is a part of it um, because you know it's it's just that's a part of the plan is a part of being able to say that I feel grateful for what it is that's in my life. That's a part of it, but there, are, I think, are other parts to our inability to manifest. And from, from an astrological perspective, it's quite interesting. One of the things I was talking about was how certain events can happen in our lives, and we might find that that event feels unfortunate or uncomfortable, and yet in, in astrological principle, it's actually really coming from our unconscious. So our unconscious is also equally manifesting situations based on what it is that it would like to experience. Okay, we're talking about the unconscious it. In 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 the realm of metaphysics and spirituality, that part of you is actually a very important part because it's more deeply connected to your soul's experience than the individual personality that you have in this lifetime with your conscious mind. 
truly, I think that when we become more conscious beings, what it means is that the conscious personality has become more aware of what the unconscious is here to do and accomplish and achieve. That's a big part of how you create magic. You align the conscious and the unconscious mind. So there's something that I talked about called the intention, but the unconscious mind could actually come forward with a counter-intention. It's possible that, um, you know, we, we don't want something. It's hard to frame it in the negative. I really don't like framing it in the negative. It's possible that we want mm-hmm. something else, that what we're really looking for in life is something else. And we have a conscious desire to manifest something based on a, a sort of social dictate, something that comes from our parents or uh, society or the media or our lover or whatever. And, but, but unconsciously, it's not something that we really want to bring into our lives. It's not something that we actually really do want to experience. And so it's difficult then for the, the, the principle of manifestation to actually occur because there's going to be an unconscious counterintention to having it manifest. For instance, you see it sometimes in people's language, right? They Mm -hmm. want to diet, but all they keep saying is how fat they are. I mean, it's just one example, right? So they want to diet, they want to be thinner, but all they keep saying is how fat they are. Well, right there is their counterintention, that the unconscious mind, for lack of a better, you know, way of saying it, is comfortable being whatever weight that person is. And so consciously, right, they want to lose weight, they want to lose weight because it's about their mother nagging them or whoever, right? But unconsciously, they don't really want to lose the weight, so they verbalize the counterintention. It's it's such a complex process, right? Because, again, while it seems real simple, have an idea, communicate the idea, attach it to an emotion, and boom, it manifests. That's why I said your ability to manifest a million dollars is just as easy as your ability to manifest a glass of water. But all of the intention has to be pure and aligned between your conscious and your unconscious mind. So that's one really big answer to your question is why is it so difficult to manifest? That's one of the really big reasons. Because getting in touch with our unconscious intentions is more complicated and, um, you know, entirely more hidden until we do more work around that. It's one reason why someone might want to see an astrologer. It's why someone might want to see somebody who can contact guides and spirits for you. Because by, by having somebody else look into your unconscious for you, they can mirror for you possibly something that you're not seeing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why I... You know, that's why I, you know, take advantage of all kinds of um, people who I think are capable of going to source and taking a look at my, you know, process and helping me to become more clear about what it is. That way, perhaps I don't have to waste time trying to manifest things that I don't really want. I know it sounds funny, but, you know, it's a part of, it's, I think, a part of the way we're conditioned in in life, right? We're we're conditioned to have certain beliefs and then one day you could come to the realization that you don't really want that at all. 
and that you're perfectly happy with something else, and that's one reason why it's been so hard. There are other reasons, too, and that is some manifestations take time in order for them to be able to actually come to fruition. There's something called a gestation period, right? You can't just visualize having a baby and then have it in your lap the next day. It's really, I mean, I guess there's some maybe like mystical thing where you could maybe say, oh, I just finished my adoption program and they called me the next day. But even that, you have to go through the whole process of filing and applying and blah, blah. That doesn't take one day. So Mm -hmm. there's a gestation process for everything. It's very short when you want to have a glass of water. The gestation process between the idea, oh, I want to have a glass of water, and then having it on the table in front of you so that you can drink it, that's quite short. It might be as short as a few seconds. Go to the cabinet, get a glass, turn the tap on, and there it is. Some things take longer, and that's one reason also why they might feel that it's hard is because when we have a goal and we want to work hard to accomplish it, we can't give up on it. Now, again, that has to be balanced with, is it really a goal that we want to accomplish? If it is, then I always recommend that people stick with it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. don't, don't tell people to abandon goals that they really feel are in their heart and in their unconscious, and they feel very aligned with it, and it's something that they really want to try to accomplish, then go for it, you know. Work hard, put out all that energy, create lots of intention, attach a lot of emotions to it, create a lot of words around it, and use the power of your, you know, your elemental reality and your ability to creatively visualize and create the manifestation. Hmm. I, f- I find that uh, in when you're doing the visualization, and you get a, um, sometimes it doesn't work because it's actually all based. Everything's based on feeling. Everything's all based on feeling. Well, you have to have emotions in order to be able to create the manifestation. That's like the magic ingredient. The magic ingredient is charging the intention with emotion. It gets charged with emotion, and that becomes the way that it can ripple out across the the uh, ethosphere and um, and bounce back and come back and create manifestation in the physical plane. I mean, your passion, passion is not really emotion in the in the elemental reality. Passion is something like uh, what motivates you or what do you feel enthusiastic about. That's, we don't put that in the same category as emotion. So first we have to have a passion and, in the, and a motivation and an enthusiasm for something. Right? You want to find a girlfriend, you want to find a new job, you want to get a promotion. You have to be enthusiastic about it. You have to be um, motivated to get that. That's, that's the fire. That's, the, that's what sets the intention because it's very hard to have an intention that you're not really enthusiastic about. So the intention is the enthusiasm. The intention is the contacting the source. It's like, you know, like the whole idea to pick up the phone. You know, like, oh, I want to dial. I want to dial. That's, I feel passionate. I'm going to dial right now. The dialing, that's your intention. Who are you calling, Jay? You know, what are you calling up? What are you calling in? Next, you have to give it words, you know. That's when source picks up the phone. 
and you have to say, uh, hello, and then you have to be able to say what it is that it is that you're looking for and what it is that you want to be able to put into words. You have to actually frame it in language, right? I think that's why in some phrases in the Bible and in other, you know, mystical sources, they say first there was the word and, you know, God said whatever, light in whatever language, I'm sure it was in English. And then, you know, boom, light happened, right? All the stars lit up, and that was a cool moment. And God was like, all right, that's cool. Light, let's call it that. But it had to have that, and it had to have emotion behind it. God had to actually have the intention to create light, the ability to give light a word, and then the emotion behind it, like light's going to be cool. You know, I think I want to see what it looks like, so let's turn the lights on. And that emotion, like, wow, yeah, you know, it's going to be really cool. I'm excited about it. That's what actually turned them on. Then manifestation of light happens. The blockage is always because we either don't want it to happen or we haven't waited long enough. Hmm. Well, you know, interesting you say that because when I went for a job, I know some words that work and some things that I didn't pray for, but I didn't use the words try, want, can't, and hope as those words are about lack. Correct. So I just created the Awesome. Let's but tell him again. Saying, Let's tell him again. That's awesome. Try, want, hope, can't. hope, and can't. can't exactly. And why? Because if you're constantly saying I want to have this new job, then that's all you get is the wanting. But you don't you actually get the job. All you get is the wanting. You're saying out loud, I want a new job. Okay, well you'll get what? that. You'll get the wanting. Well, yeah. No, yeah, you'll get the lacking of a job. So that's exactly, what it is because all you'll get is the wanting, and that's yeah, not the job itself. That you have to you be just, able to say, I have the job, I got the job, I'm in the job, the job is mine. These are per- permanent affirmative intentions that will lead to the attachment of the emotion and then consequently the manifestation. Well, it's always good true. to talk to you, Jay. Very stimulating. And you also yeah. know a lot about metaphysics, so I appreciate having you on the show. And you've made an awesome co-host. Hey, you're very welcome. <laughs> I have somebody else on the switchboard, so I'm going to go over and say hello to them. But thank you. It's always good to have you on the show. You too. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. So once again, you're listening to Inside Connection Radio on Blog Talk Radio every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Pacific, coming to you from Los Angeles. I'm Dr. Craig Martin. You can find me on the Internet at lahealer.com, losangelishealer.com. Your area code 504, and you're on the Inside Connection. Hello. Hello. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm doing good, thank you. Who's this? I'm Debbie. Hi, Debbie. Where are you calling me from? From New Orleans, Louisiana. I love it. Love it. New Orleans. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you like for me to look at your chart? Oh, thank you, sir. Or do you want to make a comment about the show's topic tonight? Oh, I love I love listening to a good friend of mine. Uh, Recommended you, and she's listening right now. Yeah, and uh, being that, that I've always be Mary Lou, would it? It is Mary Lou. I love Mary Lou. I love her, and I've had the <laughs> honor I of meeting her. I can imagine. 
So, yeah, she's wonderful. Um, let, me go, let me go over to my um, my astrology software and um, put some information in for you, Debbie, and then um, I'll give you a quick reading and we'll see what we come up with tonight if I can oh. connect it to our topic, too. Thank Debbie, you. Debbie, can you give me um, uh, your last name? A Duval. LL? Yes, sir. Okay, and your birthday? 10353. I'm an oldie. No, not at all. You're a Libra. Timeless. I am. I'm a Libra. So, time of birth? Sir? Do you know the time when you were born? Yes, sir. 1055 a.m. 1055 a.m. And in what town? Dolans, Louisiana. <laughs> right where you are right now? Yes, sir. That's awesome. You got it. All right, Debbie. So, there's a little interference with some TV or radio noise in the background. Oh, I'm so sorry, sir. I'm, no, that's let me all move. Right. I, I apologize. No, no that's I'm all sorry. Right. My little sorry. mom is. No she's hot so Sorry. this has been a really interesting time for you, Debbie, because you're actually at the time of what's called the sac- the Saturn return, and it's your second Saturn return, and it's, it is based on the age that you are, and it has something to do with also clearing out the dead wood in your life, especially. So it, because it's all in Libra, if you've been having some difficulties with some friends or a personal relationship or even a romantic relationship or if you're married with a husband right now Saturn is like really asking you to take a look at what you really need from your friendships from romantic relationships or from in fact anyone that you're having uh, like a really important contractual agreement with it's been it, it is not an easy time I'm sure you're not going through an easy time right now because second Saturn return is always saying well what at 29 years old because now we're twice that right you're getting, <laughs> right I know I'm not even supposed to say that but that's Saturn okay goes not around like the sun every 29 years so you're actually in the second cycle of that. It's pretty incredible, and I think it's a really amazing time. If right now you're not really going through a lot of change, then probably at an earlier time in your life you created a very strong, you know, adequate representation of what it is that you have want, what it is that you want your life to be about. And if right now there are certain things that are not working out for you, and I do mention some friendships because you have Saturn in the 11th house, which is the house of friends, but mm-hmm. also you have it in Libra, which always talks about relationships in general. And then right next to your Saturn is Mercury, which is that whole fairness thing that you got going on because you are a very fair-minded person. Sure, you're very proud, very spiritual, and very meticulous. You like to keep it clean. But you are a relationship-oriented person, even with that amazing sense of humor that you have. So relationship, relationship with different people in your community, relationship with people that you know as friends, relationships that you have with your with God, with your God, with whatever it is that you believe spiritually because you've worked on that for so long. Right. Now is a time when you're going to be reviewing what parts of that and which people in your life perhaps don't really serve you in the way that you you know might like for them to and so it's not that they're dispensable it's that on an unconscious level it might be time to let go of of 
of some relationships or some aspects of relationships that are not really serving you anymore as you've gotten older. Okay. You following? Oh, right to nail on the head. Oh, good. Yeah. Ask, ask it it doesn't have to do with a mate by no means. Okay, good. It's, That's good. It's spiritual work I do. Yeah. Yes, very in-depth. Yeah. That's good. I mean, you know, you have your moon conjunct Pluto and Leo in the ninth house. It's a very, like, spiritual leadership role, and um, I think... I think for you, there's something very transformational about your ability to be a leader, your ability to, you know, you have so many planets at the top of your chart. It's a very public chart. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very public chart. You you wanted to have relationships, public relationships, you know, where you're talking about your relationships in a public way. Your relationship with God, really. It's just that right now, it's even that relationship itself gets called into question because it's time again for you to review that relationship, not in any negative way, but in a positive way to see if there are changes there that you need to make to create a greater understanding for yourself. Oh, you're so right. You're so right. I I mean, I I don't know. I don't want to take any time from someone else. Yeah, that's um, fine. I, I do have a group, and what I do is, since I was four or five, <laughs> right. thank God my grandmother was a seer, um, but uh, my whole family were. But um, I have a group now where we work with the FBI and cops, found and missing and murdered. I've been doing this all my life by myself, and I thought of getting a group. And I'm starting to see what you're saying. A lot of people come with egos, and I don't like that. I don't yeah, have time of for that. Of course. Um, so I do a lot of public. You're right. You're very right. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. It was a pleasure for you to call in. Thanks so much I for do being believe on the God, show. So. I'm on every Thursday night. I know. I'm going I to be listening now. I guess it's like I really 10, will. I guess it's 10 p.m. your time. So um, we're going to yes, thank sir. Mary Lou, too, for referring you over because she's just awesome, and I have often oh, enjoyed she, chatting with her. She is. And like yeah. I said, we had a wonderful opportunity. She spent Thanksgiving we're real down earth folk down here, yeah, and warm. And my family fell in love with her. Yeah, well, I can see why. Really, she does a, a lot of what spiritual. What a dynamic person! A lot, awesome. a lot of spiritual. Debbie, thanks so much for calling. Oh, in. thank you so yeah, much. You it's a pleasure evening, to meet you. Blessings. Okay, you too, hon. Bye bye. Good night. So, what I want to do right now, since we do have a few minutes, is I want to do um, a grounding manifestation meditation. I think that came about quite spontaneously in the earlier discussion, and I know that we have a live crowd who might really like that and who could, um, you know, really uh, benefit from it. So, um, everyone just get in a comfortable position, real comfortable, whatever it is that suits you. You know, it's okay if you're lying down, chilling out. Um, But it would be good if you um, were listening to my voice in a comfortable place, and maybe if you were seated, if you just closed your eyes for a second, and take one breath in and a breath out, and allow that breath to just really go through the body and melt it. Just really allow the body to become very relaxed, very relaxed, throat, chest, sternum up high right there in front of your heart everybody let's just let that area go and shoulders and down and really relax and then we want to have our feet on the floor somehow or we want to have our feet if we are 
happen to be lying down, bent with their feet flat. You know, your feet, I don't want anyone's feet in the air right now, um, you know, just being exposed to the air because we're going to do a manifestation ritual and we're going to want to manifestation meditation and we want to be able to allow the energy to contact the ground. So breath in and breath out and we're going to go high up into our crown and above our crown. We're going to see a swirling, moving energy of light spinning a lot like you saw in high school when electrons went spinning around in an atom. And that energy is just moving above your head and it's infinite and it's glowing and it's shimmering and it has very beautiful violet color, midnight blue and violet and sparks of silver flying around above your head. And what you're going to do is without even having to reach out to it, you're going to feel some of those sparks come dropping down into the top of your head because what they're doing is they're funneling down they're funneling down and you welcome them and they tickle you they tickle you in the nicest way in the happiest way and you breathe in and you allow them to just sort of go around inside of you and inside of your body and at a cellular level they're they're in there and what they're doing is they're gently clearing out clearing out little blockages to what it is that you would like to ground and the energy that you would like to manifest tonight. Now remember, that energy can't really clear out an intention in your unconscious that actually more accurately represents what it is that you want. So perhaps we can also ask those little particles to go in there, and if there is something inside, some intention in the unconscious, that perhaps they would help bring it to the light for you, that perhaps they would make it more clear for you what it is that you do want to manifest. And take a breath in and let a few more of those swirl down into you and go down into your thighs and down into your calves and down into your feet and then out the other side, they go down into the ground. Almost like little darts with direction and you can see them come down from above where they are a lot more diffuse and swirling and you know they just sort of slip in you breathe them in you attract them to yourself they come down into you and as they go through your body they become more and more and more collectively organized as they swirl around until when they come out bottom of your feet they're direct straight arrows into the ground so let's go back up into the source energy and raise our consciousness up into it just a little bit as if we can bring our eyes up into the source. And now we can see all of the swirling particles, the, the life-giving creative particles of infinite energy and bliss we can see them moving all around us because now we've brought our consciousness up into there. And what is it that you see? What is it that you see that you know you'd like to bring down to the ground? What is it that's in your heart, that's in your love, that's a part of your motivation, enthusiasm that you want to be able to attach to, that you want to be able to see? 
And when you feel it, I want one of those swirling particles to come and right in front of your eyes, I want it to just stop and swirl and buzz and radiate and flicker around in front of your mind. Just that one. And on it is written what it is that you have for your own personal intention. Breathe into it and breathe out and then allow it to follow that same path down through your head, down through your body, down through your throat, and down through your body and down through your heart and radiate out and become more collected and straighten it out like an arrow and... down into the ground. Then what I want you to do is I want you to take a breath and I want you to come back over here, slowly open up your eyes and realize that you're back in your room and let that energy go. And we want to thank Source. And we want to thank everyone who participate in that. And as a collective, I know feel confident of the beauty and um, blessings that we all asked for and that we all want to manifest in our lives. So the idea behind that meditation was to be able to see that there's a pure, a pure sense of uh, what it is that we would actually like to ground in our lives. It can actually be a behavior you know, you could say I have something that I want to work on, that I want to ground in my life, like work on meaning in your own personality. That could be something that you want to manifest. And um, there's nothing, you know, preventing you from manifesting those things that you'd like to see change in your personality. And that's, in, that's grounding because that has to do with your behavior, you know, on on the earth. The way in which we treat other people is something that becomes a part of the ground. So if you find that, you know, you want to be more loving or more patient or uh, you want to be a better listener or let's say you want to be a better talker, you know, you want to be able to communicate in a better way or, you know, more open and more, um, um, more, more direct or more confident, more confident. That was the word I was looking for. So that if you want, if you want any of those qualities, those things are also um, manifestable. I liked that word. Let's use it again. Are manifestable from you in the same process um, that we did just use, or a million other variations of your own. I know that many of the people listening are seasoned meditators and group meditators and and facilitators and so we know that um, when we go in spontaneously or if we've planned a meditation um, that uh, that that there is an infinite possibility right in there of what feels good and what feels right to us and our ability to take that source and bring it down for us and bring it down into the ground somewhat a bit like it like a tether you know it's like saying when we we send up a kite 
and then, you know, we reel the kite back in. What has the kite collected while it's been up there, you know? Maybe we look, maybe we don't, you know, but it certainly has collected something. It doesn't ride up on a string into the heavens and then come back down uh, unchanged or without having a little piece of something attached to it. Uh, energy that's good and that's free and uh, we can have that be a part of us. It reminds me of a Native American um, uh, way of collecting energy and manifesting and they talk about like even like the stone people you know like the stone the tree people, the cloud people and the Native Americans have an amazing way of um, personifying uh, animate and inanimate things because they, they, they call them like the four-leggeds and we're like the two-leggeds and the animals are the four-leggeds and it's just very cool language that gives all things, whether they're animate or inanimate a, uh, a life force even though we may or may not consider it quote-unquote alive because that's been our terminology. That's been our way of looking at life is that it has to be animated. And yet the Native Americans saw that some of like the oldest life forms on the planet were like the stone people. They didn't change over time. So they were capable of collecting vast millennia of information and uh, where I was headed with this was to say that they believed that you could tap into the wisdom that was in that stone simply by laying your hands on it and putting it near your body. It's the idea behind, um, you know, millions of years of um, energetic alignment with crystals and stones and things like that. But in, in tonight's discussion, it connects with that that energy the energy that's in all things is capable of manifesting. We're capable of creating change through utilizing the energy that we come in contact with. I think it's why we like to purchase, um, let's say, personal possessions or a little knick-knack or whatever, or why we have that little piece of jewelry that means so much to us that we wear around our neck. It's because it has the energy it has the energy of something that we want close to us, something that we would like to be able to um, have as a part of our manifestation because that energy helps us to manifest. Having that energy is something that can help clear out um, other blockages that we're actually really unclear, uh, unclear about. So it's nice, I think, to think that... Um, you know, we can go through even our personal possessions, our inanimate objects, things that actually mean something to us. You know, if you walk for long enough in the woods or on a trail or on the beach or whatever, you're going to inevitably find the stone that speaks to you, the rock that's there that you're like, wow, that's the one, that's the one that's really speaking to me. Well, if you're listening, then you'll understand what that speaks to me is about. When people say, oh, you need to go out and get a crystal, but you'll know which one is yours because It'll, you'll just be attracted to it. It's the same thing like all relationships. You're attracted to it because of the energy that's there and what it's going to be able to do to you and for you as a part of your own transformational and growth process. So it's, it's I think, incredibly powerful stuff, the idea of of actually manifesting and you know it's another reason why it doesn't always just happen the way we would like it to is because manifest manifestation does not happen lightly it doesn't happen you know on a whim 
it's very rare that, you know, you can just say, oh, like, you know, I'll just think this thing or think it once and then, you know, there it is, um, you know, in your path. But but I guess that, again, happens, and it happens, really, if it's been in your unconscious already for a long, long time. It's much more likely that something has to be um, nurtured and that we remember and honor that gestational process so that we can, um, you know, move forward and create what it is that we want in our lives. Um, You've been listening to me, Dr. Craig Martin, on Inside Connection Radio, on Blog Talk Radio. Um, This is a call-in show. If anyone else would like to get in tonight, I have one more slot available, 213-943-3395. Otherwise, we're going to be signing off soon, and I'm going to jump in and do um, the closing comments for the show. So, um, you know, I feel like, like... the oh Mars is going to go direct. I'm so excited about that because that retrograde Mars since the middle of January. Talk about a counter intention to manifestation, hi, right? Mars, the the one that actually creates action and initiative. <laughs> you know, we've been talking about for half the night how to create an intention and have an initiative and in just a few hours it's going to be going direct and and different things are going to change for us which is really great so pay attention through throughout you know tonight and tomorrow for sure about the t-square because it has great energy great energy i think that that emotionally we can do some really powerful practical grounding work one reason why I guess this topic came up for tonight. We can create a greater sense of ourselves as an individual and we can balance the individuality that we seek for ourselves and our own individual manifestation. We can balance that with our own practical need to see that grounding uh, in the world around us. I want to... Uh, you know, thank everyone for being here live in person tonight. The people who have been listening live in person, I want to thank all the people who listen to me in the archives. That that group's been getting bigger and bigger every week, and I'm feeling very honored that we're reaching a wider and wider uh, audience in the archives. And um, what we're going to do tonight is we're going to leave you with a little piece from Sarah McLaughlin, a beautiful little song called Bring on the Wonder. Thank you, and I'll see you next Thursday at 8 p.m. Pacific. Get the sand through our feet
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.